Welcome to the Mental Health Hour. We are back on Wednesday after last week. We got a little shuffled around, mm -hmm. um, but it's good to be here. Hello to all the live viewers coming in, and hello to all the replay viewers, uh, and hello, Gemma. How are you? Not too bad. I noticed I should have maybe looked in a mirror before <laughs> But other than that, yeah, we're not too bad. Not too bad. Awesome. So we have such a, a great episode planned tonight. Um, I love when we have guests on. I love the interview aspect. And I really love when people are willing to come on and share uh, their experience as well. Um, it's nice for, uh, you know, our, the audience to to see um and it's not just you and i up here all the time you know we get different variety which is awesome so as you guys know um as you all kind of trickle in when we do have a guest uh Gemma and i like to uh you know let let the guest pick what they want to talk about mm -hmm. and uh tonight's guest is no different we had them uh, pick a topic. Uh, well, usually it's not, I, I ask, you know, what do we, you know, what's our forte here? What do we want to get into? And we kind of go from there and, and try and find a central motif. And uh, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, speaking your truth, which uh, can pretty much boil down to a lot of what this show is uh, all about, you know. Um, hey, Tracy, how are you? Welcome in. Um, this show is, is from, from the start, has been about being true to who you are and, um, you know, speaking your truth and not being ashamed and uh, you know, staying on your path, basically. Uh, wouldn't you agree, Gemma? Yeah, definitely. And, like, as you say, everyone's truth is going to be different. Everyone's journey is different. Absolutely. Um, so, yes, uh, tonight's guest is Sarah Lightman. Um, been on Twitch for a while. Well, I'll let her explain. Um and we're very excited to have her on the Mental Health Hour. Like I said, uh, getting into it, we're, we're uh, gracious and so happy to have our guests that want agree to come on the show and join us and talk mental health and try and help us, you know, with our mission of normalizing this conversation. Mm -hmm. um, so welcome, everybody. Welcome coming on in. It's nice to see you guys. We're not going to make you wait any longer without any further ado. Our guest this evening, Sarah Lightman. Joins Hi, everybody. Us. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, Michael. Uh, you said uh, Tracy is the name for Sink Slinky Quest. Um, hi, Tracy. Very nice to meet you. Hi, Brian. Hi, Gemma in chat. Hi, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Trevor. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I've been on Twitch. Kind of a, mis a messy story, but I first tried on Twitch right before the pandemic, and I was just overwhelmed. 
and then um and then i jumped back on after the pandemic and i had time to digest it and i had a had a vocal surgery we can talk about that too um and um yes i've been on for a little over a year now officially hi hi now uh is it naomi or noamy it's naomi right is that how you say that Uh, thank you you can call her hattie or hattie yep that's fine thank you nice to meet you hattie (laughs) and marcia as well um yeah so i've been a, a little over gear um really enjoying it really enjoying the community and the people that i've met um so yeah i do uh as you can tell i guitars i do music um but i advocate for mental health through music i'm not a health practitioner by any means or certified so don't quote me on sarah said this so i'm gonna do that (laughs) but i choose to share my journeys of my struggles and what i've been through um and just kind of uh allow people to have a space to be themselves when i stream uh while doing music and then also while uh, my original songs um, kind of cater again to those personal experiences. So that's kind of where I go in. Hi, Betty. How's it going? Thanks for the warm welcome. And hello, Desiree as well. <laughs> so um, that's kind of what I do. Uh, this is my cat, Pepper. <laughs> uh, I have two cats, uh, Pepper. Pepper's the older one. So she's the original, I guess you'd call it therapy cat. Um, she's not trained to do anything in particular, but just as a mental health grounding, like the cats mm. are really great to just like remind me that, you know, I can be calm and everything's safe and like remind me to slow down and just kind of watch them sometimes. And I have two cats. You what? I have two cats. It's funny. Oh, very cool. My cat, uh, I renamed it, but the, um, the name that the, the cat charity give it was salt. So my salt and your pepper. <laughs> it's funny. Because it's the other cat, I almost like maybe did salt. But I was mm-hmm. like, no. It's, I, I don't want to force their names together. So the other cat's name is uh, Cookie Monster. Because he's <laughs> very sweet. But like Cookie. But he's also, uh, he yeah, he's a troublemaker. His name's not Oreo, but you're funny. Uh, everyone just thinks Oreo because he's black and white but mine's um, oreo <laughs> oh so you have an oreo okay yeah. gotcha. that makes sense now marcia has two cats too very cool yeah so um dogs are therapeutic too i just don't have i love dogs i just don't have time for dog right now um so cats cats are a great alternative absolutely for, yes maybe um pets and and all their silent wisdom you know yeah. Good, good listeners and good listeners. Uh, always there. Yeah. Uh, nice constant in our lives. Yeah. Um, so, yes, welcome in. Thanks for being here tonight. And thanks for agreeing to come on and share with us and sure. with our with our little community here. Um, uh, there's a bit to, you know, a bit to get into with with this. And I'm excited about this. Um, this topic in particular, because it really, like I was just telling Gemma, it really does hit home with what we aim for, with what this show is all about. So when when I started doing this show and in the very early on um, episodes and, and kind of what I roadmapped it in my head, 
I, I just wanted something to do um, my step 12 work. So I'm a recovering alcoholic. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, the 12th step of AA is all about uh, sharing your experience, strength, and hope to help another, you know, be successful as well. Sure. And I mean, that's exactly what we're doing here. And along that way, I want to show people that the conversations around alcoholism or whatever mental health related, there's always that stigma, you know, and um, people feel ashamed or uh, like, like they shouldn't feel a certain way when it comes to the mental health, anything. Um, so we, we just want to show everybody that you're not alone and that there's uh, there's no nothing wrong with discussing and uh, talking about exactly who you are, which kind of falls right in line with speaking your truth. Um, uh, but that being said, uh, I'd like if you would uh, tell us why this topic stood out to you um, and, uh, you know, share uh, why we went down this road. What, do, what does Sarah uh, think about this topic? Um, there's a lot of things that come up for me. Uh, congratulations on being in a 12 step. Um, I am also in a 12 step for uh, codependency. Um, uh, I tend to people please and to automatically, uh, if I'm not really constantly working on it, sometimes I don't speak my truth. I speak what they want to hear. <laughs> and it's like not what I want to do. It's just an automatic response because of whatever I learned during childhood to survive. So for me, I go to remind myself to put myself first and my needs first and to do it consistently. Um, so I totally resonate with you on that. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, so finding out new things about me in chat. Welcome. Uh, yeah, so um, it's really great to go. I know a lot of people throw shade at 12 steps like, oh, I'm not that bad. But even if you don't have much going on, I recommend at least one time in your life, just go to a 12 step. Mm -hmm. Even if I know a lot of people who may not be like very faith based, uh, like I'm Jewish and I'm in a different faith than what a lot of uh, people maybe might focus towards in some 12 steps group, but like there's something for everybody in it. Hi, Craig. How's it going? Hi, Sugar Baker. How's it going? I love the screen name. Very cute. <laughs> um, hi, Michael. I don't know if I said hi to you, but I'm saying hi again. Um, yeah. So like it's, it's, it's worth going because there's no, people are able to hold space, um, Nobody's allowed to give advice. Nobody's allowed to comment on what you share. They just thank you for your share. And it's just a space to just kind of share like that, what you're going through. And then you work on tools together. Um, and then you get sponsors and people and, and sponsors is usually just like when you basically have like a cheerleader helping you go through the steps and work on what you need to work on. Um, so like I highly recommend there's so many different kinds of 12 step groups uh, these mm -hmm. days, just going yeah. to one. Cause it just gives you a fresh perspective on like, okay, here's where I am. How can I do better? And how can I kind of like treat myself better and others better too? Um, and like when you focus on yourself, the rest kind of works out. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, so it, it kind of comes from that. And then, of course, through my music, um, uh, I kind of speak. I feel that I guess this is my own personal opinion, but I feel that I speak the truth that maybe other people can't all the time or they can't put it like they want to, but they don't know how to put it into the words or they need something besides words. They need the music and the words mm -hmm. to like hit all the right spots. <laughs> I am sponsored by Luna Guitars. That's a different kind of a sponsor. <laughs> thank you for that message. <laughs> um, that 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 type doesn't help you with twelve steps. It's a that's a that's a partnership. But <laughs> um, yeah. So. Um, uh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to backtrack. That's okay. um, what was I saying? Just how everyone, you, you, I liked what you said that everyone could benefit from at least yeah. going to a 12 step and, and just, just seeing what it's all about. Fresh mm. perspective. We all um, have something. We all have something to work out. Yeah. And there, like you said, there, there's, I mean, this program kind of started based on, you know, alcohol, um, yeah. but uh, I don't know exactly when it happened, but I'm glad that it did. Somebody took a step back and was like, you know what? If we just substitute alcohol for anything, this program translates across yeah. the board. Um, yeah. And it's really a great, you know, blueprint for, you know, like I said, just substitute anything in there. Yeah. Um, and it, it's uh, the, and the whole having a sponsor or a mentor is uh really in line with what what the program's all about because uh you know once you get into the step work and like step three in particular is you know becoming okay with hey uh my life with me in charge has become completely unmanageable mm -hmm. uh, so it's time for me that's where the higher power comes in yeah and um uh, it does uh, get to be like a turnoff to some that aren't in like a religious uh, state of mind, but there's a whole chapter in the big book about uh, it's called we, the agnostics, uh, yeah. it's not, you know, it's a, uh, a higher power to what you believe. It does not specifically have to be God of Catholic or Christian or whatever, you know, yeah. Um, basically, somebody told me in the beginning, it could be the, you know, that tree across the street. As long as that's your drive, <laughs> you know, so be it. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the higher power is your truth. Mm -hmm. um, when you embrace um, trusting yourself to find the right answer on the inside and to trust that it's going to be there for you, I feel like that's when you kind of tap into that. Um for sure. Um, mm -hmm. It's just, it gets spiritual and that's where people get hairy because they're like, well, I was taught this is spirituality. And it's just like, well, it's not, it's not black and white, you know? Um, right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, and it's coming to terms with uh, what you were doing basically wasn't working. So it's time to, you know, remove yourself from the driver's seat of the car and, and learning how to ride pass and ride shotgun and let somebody else take the wheel. Um, and it, it's really, it's just, it's a great program. Yeah. Um, it's very successful. I've been successful in it so far. Um, 
I have uh, almost 20 months sober now. So Wow, that's amazing. Yes, we're, we're working on year number two. Um, and we're still sharing that experience, strength, and hope along the way. And this is one of the platforms that we do that with. Um, and Gemma, if you'd like to throw in, uh, you know, what speaking your truth means to you as well, please. Um, well, with me at first, like, I have a lot around self-harming. Um, I, uh, for, I started self-harming at about nine years old and made a very serious attempt on my life around 11. And I've now gone quite a while without any self-harm, um, certainly since um, Tim and me started doing this. And it's for me, this has been a way of helping other people because it's always been something I've wanted to do is to help others, but it's helped me along the way as well. And then, as I say, it was my son's cancer anniversary on the 12th of February. And there's no way at the start that I would have been strong enough to even talk about that or admit it. And now I've turned that into actively trying to campaign to help other people. We have a, a charity fund set up in my son's name and have raised well over £5,000 in his name, but, like, much more prior to this charity starting. And it's... At, at the start, it was like a distraction for me, but now it's become much more about helping other people mm. and trying to find hope for others as well because without going into it too much because we discussed it like literally at the weekend, but my son will be sterile now for the rest of his life. Um, he will have walking problems, troubles with his hands and stuff like that. So I want to be able to make it so that like other children can eventually, hopefully one day and adults get treatments that aren't as debilitating and, like as aggressive and mm -hmm. so that all people that receive a cancer diagnosis can be healed and that's like even when he's he's supposed to finish treatment in may and even when that happens like i, I know that i'm still going to be nervous about it and what have you but even when that happens i'm still going to push forward to try and raise the money and the awareness for that and for everything else and to hope that even if just one person reaches out when they feel at rock bottom to save themselves harming and stuff like I did then you know that's one person who I've helped and that's for me that's what I want to do with religion mm -hmm. I was baptized Catholic I think my faith has been tested a little bit with all the stuff with Thomas and what have you but Certainly, um, uh, that can definitely mm. uh, factor in, you know, we uh, run through the five stages of grief and mm -hmm. bargaining and anger um, can, you know, find us talking with our higher power a good bit. Why me? Uh, why us? Uh, 
please uh, me instead of him, those kinds of things is how we, we move through our, uh, our five stages. Um, but thank you for sharing that as well. And uh, super excited that uh, May is approaching. Um, so fingers across, prayers, and everything goes well. Um, Sarah, we'll come on back to you. Uh, sure. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned codependency. Yeah. Uh, that's not something that uh, we have really touched on here sure. on this, on this program yet. Would you, would you be okay with sharing a little bit more about that? Yeah. Um, codependency is such a gray topic because, uh, I don't know, like 90% of the planet has codependent habits. So we all have codependency, partly because of, uh, I call it programming, you know, what you nurture, nature, environmentally grown up. The other thing is the way our culture is cultivated. Um, uh, it kind of hardwires us to seek the outside to fulfill something on the inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to, like you said, substitution of alcoholism, another like can also be codependency, like linked into that because you're seeking that to fill whatever void inside mm-hmm. emptiness you felt from your childhood that wasn't fulfilled. Um, and nothing's ever a hundred percent. I don't know any super secure adult from child because of their childhood or at least not very often. And even then there's still moments that we have to kind of do it ourselves uh, and care for that. Um, but um, that's kind of the thing is like we use the uh, it's when you use the uh, the outside to validate the inside. Um, and that can show up in so many different ways. Um, so it's like, it's a lot to go into. Um, <laughs> codependency says the girl with the cat yeah totally um the cat though is uh not filling a void um the cat is just good company and uh there is something called a therapy cat um well, so um, i think animals in general are really good for yeah. like mental health and just therapy in general even if they're not like an actual therapy animal you know no, yeah it's just they're they're in just general. a soothing presence mm. yeah it's kind of like a tool to remind yourself to go inside um the validation comes from it if, the, if it's one thing if i was going to just start taking in tons of animals and like over and over like oh, I'm just not taking in enough animals and like I'm not feeling so safe and secure with myself and I feel so guilty and bad because there's so many animals in the world and I can't save them all. And so I keep impulsively getting more and more and more. Uh, that would be codependent. Um, that's the difference between having like one or two cats. Not saying that everybody who has a million animals, it just depends on what place you're coming from, like your intentions and like your reason of why you're choosing to do what you're doing. Uh, when you come from a place of fear, uh, that's going to go back to a hurt place, which can often be codependent. So uh, that's like the best way I can like kind of describe that. Um, yes, animals can sense when they're not, when you're not yourself, 100%. Yes. Um, yes, thank you for, thank you for joining Jeremy. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, everyone has, and then yeah, like uh, uh, Hattie was talking about Christ, like that's like a pillar 
Uh, so everyone has their pillar, their higher power that they mm -hmm. look towards. Um, and again, these are just things that uh, you use sometimes because you can't see the inside. You need an outside reminder or something tangible to remind yourself to find that safety on the inside. And so like when you're not doing that, when you're using something to try to grab a false sense of safety, that's kind of when you go into that realm of mm -hmm. things. Um, so like, that's like kind of, again, there's so many different areas of that codependent thing, but it's like, it's basically when you're trying to substitute, uh, like not just self-control, but, um, like your own value and worthiness with something outside of yourself. So, yeah. Um, and I, uh, Michael, you mean, uh, yeah, I believe that's what Sarah was talking about when you're adopting 50 cats at a time. Um, yeah, then it can tend to, yeah. or it can become, um, yeah. you know, like a self-medication type thing. Yeah. Uh, certainly that's what I was doing with alcohol. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's, there's, you know, it, a lot out there that we can discuss uh, as far as self-medication goes. Uh, and we have touched on that a good bit um, in the past. But yeah, we, we tend to, uh, what's, the, what's the phrasing here? We tend to replace addiction with another addiction. Yep. Until uh, you find the tool. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I will say, like, uh, uh, if I may, um, sure. if anyone is feeling triggered or charged by what I'm saying, good, because that means that you have something inside you to heal. And that's what I'm talking about with codependency. So absolutely. Welcome. Welcome yes. to the conversation. Um, and uh, we have uh, we have such a great following. Um, I'm so grateful for well, Gemma and I are both so grateful for everybody that shows up every week. Um, and they, they throw in, uh, different tidbits, uh, as well. And guys, as, uh, as always, if you have any questions for Sarah or either of us, please feel free to drop them in the chat. We will get to questions as well, um, throughout the show. Uh, the show does move quickly, as you can see, there's a, a great bit, uh, to talk about when it comes to any topic that we've we've had on this show so far i want to do like two or three part episodes for each uh topic but um anywho um so codependency like i said we haven't really gotten into that and we will uh we'll we'll do some more with codependency for for everybody um because that was one thing that i had a bit of trouble learning you know, the ins and outs of what is codependency, you know? Um, so, yes, we'll definitely get into to some more of that um, down the road. Uh, for now, um, keeping it with uh, speaking your truth, obviously your truth and your journey uh, deals a lot with music and uh how long have you been playing music now and kind of what what got you into that uh that realm i'm assuming uh music is is a great therapeutic release for you as well uh yeah uh in that in that sense um for me i think it used to be a 
uh i'm just trying to like find the right words um professionally i've been doing music for uh six years now um and it's been really great it's brought me the most joy uh i was before that i was in the film acting industry um i had done music before that i just i didn't know i didn't know how to like sense what i wanted um like i said people pleasing and stuff like i grew up kind of trying to please family doing what people would accept me as and like so I could feel accepted and heard in this uh you know uh and so um took me a while to figure it out but um definitely um I do think music can be therapeutic it I definitely find myself gravitating towards certain artists certain songs when I need that thing either it's the opposite or I need to feel exactly I need someone else to be like yeah that that like so um but I think for me um there's like a I I had been writing but I, I at first I didn't really when I was a lot younger I didn't have the confidence to let it completely come out and then once I really uh kind of grew up and went through life more uh it brought me back to music and i was like oh uh no this is like i want to keep i want to do this um mm-hmm. and so for me it was like i had gotten to the other side of uh some pretty uh painful tough situations in life and i was like oh i really want to put this into my music because i want to remind myself if ever a time I forget where I've been, but I also want to remind others. So that way, hopefully they can suffer less than I did and they can feel less alone than I did when I went through those things. Um, So that they, not to prevent them from feeling the pain, but so that way they feel maybe a little bit more supported than I felt. Um, So that's kind of where I, where I'm at, at it. And hello, uh, Eric, I'm so sorry if I didn't say hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Um, and um, uh, Marcia says, Sarah grew up in the same circumstances as you. I'm a lot older and it was harder for me to break out of the people-pleasing daughter. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's the thing. I was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, youngest uh, and, um, you know, I, I felt like I was kind of compared a lot to my brother and this and that and uh, it just kind of happened, um, or I was just grouped. It was like I couldn't have my own identity, and then, and then family was like, "Oh, why do you want to do pop music?" And I was just like, "Cause I don't like it." And like, you know, just things like that. And then I was like, "Okay, or maybe not." And um, my dad also passed when I was a lot younger, and that kind of, uh, you know, uh, shook some things up too. I was fourteen when he passed really suddenly, and. He uh, was an art therapist, so I kind of wanted to carry on some of his legacy into my music and the ways that he inspired me. Um, but it also made it harder, too, to choose that direction. Like, can I can I do that? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have him supporting me now. Like, um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, that's kind of, like, what got me started. And then I got into street performing. Uh, I was kind of nervous about doing it at first. Uh, just because of the criticism and the shame, the, the first thoughts that come to mind. And then I did it and I was like, this is awesome. People are, I don't know what people are saying. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. 
I don't know where I got that from, that self-criticism, but like, this is, this is amazing. I can make a guy going to go get jeans at the gap to stop and go like, yeah, I'm going to go get jeans at the gap, but this is awesome. Like, <laughs> like hang out for a second. Like, do you yeah. know this song? Like, awesome. Here's a dollar. Bye. Like, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. The fact that like, that was not planned and it happened out of thin air. Yeah. Like, a moment this, that you created now in somebody yeah. else's life. Yeah. And I've had people like make instruments out of whatever they were wearing. Like this one guy played, um, hit me baby. When I was playing a uh, hit me baby one more time, uh, mm -hmm. he was playing it on his flip flops and I was like, this is really cool. Like, and he had really good rhythm and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, and it's just, it's just a cool way to connect with people and build fans and just make people's, uh, days better. So mm. that's kind of, uh, where that came from. Um, uh, I will say at the time, like, uh, when I was choosing it, there was a small part of me that was trying to fill a void, uh, because that was just where I was in my mental health journey. So like, I got a little too, I got a little too addicted. I wouldn't say addicted, but maybe addicted, but like in the habit of like looking towards that validation from constantly from tips and people and music to tell me that I was worthy enough to do music. And, um, through going through a lot of intensive therapy and again, learning by falling on my face, um, mm -hmm. I've learned that, uh, that needs that worthiness and that that value and that feeling must come from the inside first um, and that no fan or person or thing can ever replace um, or supplement that. Um, yeah. That's something that must be grown from the inside out. Um, let me make sure I didn't miss anything in chat. Did I miss anything? Um, Gemma said I felt... Hi, Gemma. <laughs> Trying yeah. to please family and others in general to the point where I didn't even follow my own path. Yep. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly where I was. I wanted so bad to please family. Yeah, because like you just want you want to feel loved and heard. Um, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, I went into and, teaching, yeah. I think, because of my my mom and I wanted to please her. And then when I did it, when I achieved it and they didn't even come to the graduation and stuff and it was like, why why <laughs> why yeah. you realize in the end that the only person you've really hurt is yourself because you can't get that, those years back yeah yes um yeah, that's, that's super hard but people pleasing um that's something that we're all in one way shape or form guilty of um certainly uh it does it's it's normal to want to present uh, yourself and put out there a product of you that mm -hmm. is uh, viewed as acceptable or um, you know uh, you don't want to you don't want to be putting yourself out there as something that you're you're not um, yeah. whether it's what that's where speaking your truth comes into play um, yeah. you know not worrying so much about what others think about you that that kind of sounds uh, like it, it doesn't sound like you, you care. Then uh, when I first started talking about that, I was like, "Well, I I want people to know that I care. I want I don't want to I don't want to just be like, man, I, I really don't care what you what you think." And, and somebody had told me it, it's not like that at all. It's it's more keeping your headspace 
clean and keeping your side of the street clean. Yeah. And not and not uh, over analyzing or over worrying, uh, putting so much anxiety on what other people think of you because it'll just drive you uh, drive you mad and throw mm. you deeper into that self medication and what yeah. have you. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. That was something that stuck out, uh, with, with, uh, what we were talking about, um, and trying to keep her, uh, on, on the topic of, uh, speaking your truth. I just, I love it. Uh, and Brian, uh, Brian's in the chat here talking. He's also a, a live streaming musician. I don't, We've had him on the show as well. He did an episode with resiliency, and that kind of that kind of um, flows right into this show as well. Yeah, resiliency. Uh, I believe you've even you when we were talking briefly, you brought up resiliency. Did you want to say anything about that? Sure. Um, Yeah, I guess resilience in your truth, for sure, and like resilience of no matter what is happening um to like own and know like what the truth is and like even if something is feels unpleasant or whatever is happening on the outside is unpleasant is very important uh helps you uh kind of get through whatever you need to get through whether it's just maybe a simple task to you know going through a life-changing transition um resilience is definitely super important um hello kevin by the way and hello molly nice to meet you um and um uh ryan says thank you for being vulnerable sarah and yes i do see so many connections tim (laughs) especially resilience and being true to self yes no definitely um it's like the key to being resilient is I feel like it, I think one of the things is to be true to yourself and to like just kind of keep keep going, like not being stubborn per se, but just like no matter what to like um, I'll give you a, a better example. So like there's a charity that I, I work with from time to time. They're called Stand for Kind. You can look them up. They stand number four uh, kindness, kind. Uh, and they work with uh, mental health awareness among youth and promoting kindness. And there's this uh they do a team building over the summer where they recruit kids to represent them as ambassadors in their schools. And it's really cool. And so they recruit a lot of really special children that are just very aware of um, certain things that I was like surprised. I was like, wow, like you're teaching me things. And like, I'm not saying you couldn't teach me things, but like you've been on the planet lesson, you know that like, that's amazing. Like, (laughs) like I'm astounded by the amount of knowledge that you have already gained for yourself and your awareness and your emotional intelligence. And so, Oh, thank you for posting that. Yeah. So check them out. Uh, if you'd like, they're really great. Um, you can always, uh, get them to come to your school too. If you have kids and stuff. Um, we haven't gone out of the country yet, but, it you know anything's possible so like you know uh if you want to get involved with them you're more than welcome but they do a lot of cool things and so there's this exercise that they were having the kids do called follow my voice and so we all had to be blindfolded and hold our hands in a circle Mm -hmm. and 
we had to kind of keep linked. The object was to keep linked the whole time, and we had a, but we had to follow one voice. We were all told to follow this one instructor's voice because I, I did it with them. I was like, this is mm-hmm. awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was like, it was great. And, uh, so they said, okay, we're going to follow this voice, speak voice. Uh, and so the voice spoke. And so we're supposed to follow that person's voice. Mm-hmm. It says, no matter what anyone's telling you, follow that voice. Uh, and so we were like, okay. So then we first, we started, so we closed our eyes and chain of our hands and, then um, we're just all holding on tight and we couldn't hold on the inside. We were outside. So we were like this and the circle was around the back of us. And so, uh, so slow, uh, other instructors would come by and be like this way, this way, this way, but we're not supposed to listen to that. And so that like going into that, it was like, that was the resiliency of like, no, follow that, that voice, follow that truth, mm-hmm. follow through that. Um, because that's, what's going to get you to keep going, um, mm. during any, any time. So like that, I, I think is like kind of the, the truth in that. Um, and they were relating that to, um, suicide at the time, uh, follow, don't listen to those other voices, but it's like, right. sometimes our in our inside voices, uh, subconsciously, the, you, the mind is actually, um, mirrored off of. Um, what you were, uh, partly it's, uh, if we're going to get really biological, the lizard brain, uh, stone age, when we thought we were being chased by a saber tooth tiger, we're not being chased by a saber tooth tiger anymore. We haven't evolved past that. Um, unfortunately. So like it thinks that you're going to die. And so it tells you certain things to keep you away from things because it thinks it's trying to protect you, but actually it's trying to keep you in a comfort zone that isn't good for you or to move towards a dark place. A lot of the time that happens because that's fear. But if you're really challenging yourself to follow that voice, you're going to move away from that and keep evolving um, into the person that you're meant to be ever growing into Um, because it's an ever-changing process every day uh, if you're putting the effort into that. That's excellent. That's an excellent exercise. Um, Thank you for sharing that. And, yeah. and it's fun, you know, I had gone to an inpatient rehab um, yeah. facility and, you know, all the clinicians uh, and counselors that would come in and put on <clears throat> classes and what have you, they, like you were just saying, they were just as into it um, and joining in the activities and engaging uh, with the material as we were. Um, and that's one of the great things about these these mental health uh, classes or, or counseling sessions is not only is it uh, even something like this show, not only is it therapy for others, but for yourself as well. If you're the lead instructor or whatever you may be, um, mm-hmm. it's just as therapeutic for you. Um, like when we do this show, this show is therapy for me all the way Mm. Um, and i get to dive back into this content i get to stay up to uh up to date on things and keep doing research keep reading keep educating myself because it's ever changing and um and it keeps it fresh in your mind and it's one of the great things i i always uh tout group therapy and that might not be everybody's cup of tea um 
but it really was that uh, it kind of ties back into that people pleasing thing. Um, <clears throat> but more along the lines of that self affirmation, like the, the tips we were to, you know, you were talking about getting tips and, and making somebody uh, feel us, you know, wow, look, look what I've, I've done here in this moment. I got that very feeling when I first opened up in group therapy and <clears throat> just, you know, sharing my struggles and all this time I thought I was alone, you know, and, and then looking up as I was halfway through um, my, my spiel and I, you have 12 other uh, people in the room looking at you, just nodding their head. Like, yeah, we totally get that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that kind of blew my mind. Um, how group therapy can offer that, that, feeling and i love it um like i said it's not everybody's cup of tea Gemma. what what are what are your thoughts on group therapy versus um i wasn't a fan of it at first but then like when i especially the self-harm one i did more of the group therapy with the self-harming one and like at first because i'm I really struggle with anxiety and stuff and that I was like, no, this is not going to work for me. But as soon as I went in there and I'm like, do you know what? I'm not actually on my own. And people were saying things and I'm like, God, all the time I've been told that I was wrong for thinking this. Like when you were saying about the voices and stuff, like a lot of what my voices are of what I've been told over the years by parents and stuff. And I think when, a lot of the stuff comes from the people, the very people that have brought you into the world and are meant to protect you. And they are putting stuff into your head and I guess conditioning you in a way to think a certain way, even if it's not the way you want to think or not what you want to do. And then it's really hard to break from that. So when you're hearing people saying things and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like I feel that too. And yeah, I've done that. And it it was hard at first because I was always used to the one-to-one therapy. Mm. But it certainly did help me with the self-harm to realize that, you know what, I'm not alone. And, like, for for sure, like, when when family found out that I was self-harming and stuff, like, I was called many, many very, very rude names and, like, basically made out to be like this freak of nature and stuff and it's totally not right and they it wasn't the kind of group that would tell you no you can't do it you're not to do it it was like finding other ways to because for me it was more about taking the hurt from like in here or up here and have being able to control where it was so like physically literally physically removing the pain to get that instant ouch that hurts and not ouch it hurts here and mm-hmm. i started at such a young age as i say i was nine when i first started self-harming um it started more lower level stuff till i was like 11 and it was a very serious attempt and for me that was like they my my family didn't find out till quite a bit later on when i 
made more serious attempts that ended up like winding me up in hospital. But as I say, like trying to get what they were, what they put in my head and listen to the other people, realize I wasn't on my own and then start to heal. That was something that really helped me to realize that I wasn't on my own and actually what I was told by the people that I really did believe had my best interests at heart, maybe didn't actually have all of my best interests at heart and maybe there were things that weren't quite so true for me mm-hmm. because what they'd put in there. So, so yeah. I think really started to heal when I a realized. Bit, a bit you know, daunting at first, but really therapeutic. Uh, oh, what yeah. What do you Check think, life. Sarah? Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, especially with the whole, yeah, the programming. Because um, I would, I would like to believe that most parents, um, not all parents, but most parents mm-hmm. are trying to, they, that maternal paternal protect my child and mm-hmm. so if what they know is so they're going through from what they know so unless they evolve past that that's a mixed bag <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like that goes into you and then unless you're taught that there's choices outside of that you kind of keep doing that until you choose to take off whatever role they they gave you or whatever you were taught to do uh, what mm-hmm. you're supposed to do, which can be very vulnerable, but can't, but, but vulnerability is also a strength. It's not, that's not a bad thing. Absolutely. Um, so I, I do agree with that. Um, yeah, uh, the whole self-harm thing, you know, I've, I've noticed some people, I had a roommate in college who was, um, becoming manic and she was self-harming. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I told her, go, go home. Like, it's summer. We haven't been hired to do anything on campus. Just go be with family, go home. Like I can't, I can't do very much. And so that's what she did. She, she went home and she got help. Um, but like, I think for her, I don't know. I don't want to project cause I don't know the reasons behind it. I, I, I have a feeling she did lose a lot of people that year. So I think that was part of it. But I also have a I have a feeling or an educated guess that at the time she was she wasn't allowed to be um, part of the LGBTQ plus community. So she was not uh, she wasn't out of the closet. And so I think that might have something to do with it, too. Uh, I think there's, you know, so everyone has a different reason why they self harm. And usually it's a sign of I'm in pain. Help. And uh, this this inspires me to go back to that uh, Lady Gaga, who um, has been that person. Like there was something she said in, in an interview. Uh, I think it was on HB, was it HBO or Apple, one of the two. Uh, they have this new thing with uh, Prince uh, Prince Harry and um, I think Oprah, right? Prince Harry and Oprah and. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about trauma and lady gaga says like you know she talks about the ptsd that she has um or has overcome i would say because we're way more than our diagnoses those are just a part of the journey until we get past that 
And mm -hmm. uh, so she talks about like, if uh, if you're feeling like you you need help or uh, you need to self harm, don't show somebody, tell somebody. So don't mm -hmm. show by hurting yourself or harming yourself. Like tell somebody I'm in pain, but um, inflicting self wounds or onto other people or whatever, uh, even though it in the moment it feels like it might, that's not that's not how to uh, get the the help that you need. Um, but yeah, no, I can definitely like, we all react to trauma and pain, uh, and our experiences differently. So it's, it's interesting to see the different reactions that can come up, uh, when we don't know how to cope. Yeah, absolutely. And Molly saying being closeted is not a good feeling. Then there's the fear of being outed. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, just one more, one more example, uh, for, Tonight's uh, topic, Liv, sure. uh, speaking your truth, being who you are. And um, I guess when, now I don't have any personal um, experience in uh, being closeted. Well, I, I mean, I was closet alcoholic. I guess we can, we can say that with, with yeah. sure, uh, sure firedness. Uh, definitely coming out with that and and working this program and being so open with it uh has been just as uh therapeutic as well um and and speaking that truth has has just taken a a, a great deal of weight off of my shoulders uh, does that make sense mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah um, no yeah it's i know alcoholism is different than like uh if you're part of the lgbtq plus community but I do, but I do think there is a connection there of like, like you can't even be true to that and like say like, this is my thing or this, this is, is me. Yeah. And like, um, I don't feel like being an alcoholic is your identity, but I do believe that there is a truth in admitting this is, this has become a part of uh, the experiences that have shaped me. Mm -hmm. which, which is a part of you in the sense like if that am i making sense yes absolutely yeah i just don't want people to get clear like wait so you're telling me to be an alcoholic yeah. <laughs> people are super clear about that because they're like what <laughs> well and i had made a i had made a, a decision in my own mind <clears throat> when i was down at rehab uh and basically it just came down to how exhausted i felt uh for 15 years hiding this part about me or trying to keep it hidden, trying to keep it um, to myself, that now that I've actually taken that leap of, of faith, basically, and gone into an inpatient rehab facility, I've admitted that I have a problem. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to shout it from the rooftops, but I'm not going to live afraid anymore. I'm going to be me. And uh I'm very open with it. I'm very, yeah, I, I'll talk to you all day about it, everything I've learned. And it's really just a great way to live, um, to, to stop that constant burden, that constant heaviness that, that like I said, the weight on my shoulders had, had just been gone. I made that decision and I, I've run with it. Mm. Um, but uh, we are... Coming up on an hour, uh, and 
I'd like to kind of start wrapping things. Um, one thing we like to do uh, is kind of just if you have any final parting words, wisdom, or anything, maybe burning desires, anything we haven't really touched on that you wanted to talk about, or if there's yeah. something we have talked about that you wanted to elaborate on um, and leave people with a, with a message. Sure. Uh, I just figure since I'm a musician, I would end on a song. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I did not know if you wanted to play or not. So absolutely. Yeah, no, I just told everybody if you show up, I might play a song. <laughs> so I was like, I might as well. Um, oh, I love the guitar. Oh, thanks. Can you guys hear that okay? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to move. So, um... We have a couple choices. I could play something released or unreleased. Um, are you guys really in chat? Are you guys really feeling to like feel something really moving or just something, <laughs> Trevor? Or 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 um, or you want something that's moving but it's also catchy? Like, are you guys are you really wanting to just like feel something here? Like. Uh, where where are you guys? Um, what are you guys feeling today? <laughs> uh, Nikki wants to hear all right. Trevor wants to hear so good. Uh, or I could play something unreleased. Uh, those are released things. So, um, Ooh, mandolin, that sounds really exciting. Uh, I think I'll go with uh, Nikki's, all right, since I'm, I'm seeing, <laughs> pick what you like. Okay. Um, actually, no, I'll do, I'll do something unreleased. So this is not released. So don't tell your friends to go find the song. It doesn't exist. It's not even pretty produced yet, really. Um, I just real quick want to um, get the key right. So Absolutely. don't mind me. Uh, let me just see. I just want to bring up the voice memo. This is where I keep everything. I did this earlier too. I was like, this song's not out. Where can I where can I go to my own thing? Okay. Okay, so it's lower. Okay. So yeah, this is called We Become Whole. Um I've been doing uh, a therapy called EMDR therapy uh, for about two years now, and it's helped me the most out of any therapy ever. We just, there is no one size fits all. You do what helps you. We but, just talked about that a little bit. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Yeah. So a healing from some sort of CPTSD type of symptoms. And uh... I 
Uh, when I originally wrote the song Topic, I was in a stream and we were talking about like, you know, weathering a storm and how could that be put into a song where it's like the storm, but the storm is you and your journey. So, um, this song is um, kind of what came out of the EMDR experience. Uh, I talked about roles and programming. This is kind of on the theme of what happens when you take it off. But of course you can hear my actual music, you know, on Spotify that, that is released. So if you really dig it, um, uh, you can find other stuff too. Even though it's uncomfortable when we weather a storm, a rainbow is waiting to meet us and when we fight bitter cold, we find ways to grow, we become love. Mama's love, move on today. When he was just here yesterday. And I thought that love was supposed to be this way. So I chose those who could only give me pain. Even though it's uncomfortable when we weather a storm, a rainbow is waiting to meet us and when a fight bit of cold, a fine ways to grow, we become oh, oh, oh. I was taught to be stronger than even my mother and father's son. I was taught to bear it all everyone. And I thought that I'm supposed to live that way. So I chose to be the one who wears this role every day. When we weather a storm, a rainbow is waiting to meet us. And when we fight bit of cold, we find ways to grow. We become oh oh oh. Take off that robe Even though it's uncomfortable When we weather a storm 
A rainbow is waiting to meet us when the fight bitter cold, the fine ways to grow, we become oh, oh, oh. Thank you guys. <laughs> wow. I know. It'll come out. It'll come out. I just don't have a release date yet. I have to I get it. You need to release that. <laughs> That's amazing. Incredible. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you I, I, always, uh, I always get, uh, I don't want to ask our musically inclined guests to play because it's, you know, what they always do. I just, they, if they wanted to come on and just talk mental health sometimes, but thank you for, uh, Mm. Thank you for doing that. That was awesome. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you. That was beautiful. And, and uh, thanks for taking the time out of the day for joining us here for this hour. Um, it's been great having you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Yeah. Um, Gemma has put in the comments section um, where you can find more on Sarah. Mm -hmm. um, do you have <clears throat> a... Uh, regular streaming schedule or I do I do yeah so uh sometimes when I book a gigs it bounces around but right now I'm streaming uh uh and it is on my twitch channel so definitely go check that out and follow it if you haven't already done so um and then of course if you listen on Spotify Apple all those places you know give a follow there too um because it'll let you know automatically when my stuff comes out uh but um you know, YouTube, Amazon, wherever you find whatever makes you happy. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Wednesday, Wednesdays, I normally stream uh, 3 to 6 p.m. And this is all central time. Um, so, uh, so central time. Uh, so just that tier schedule, um, however you may, may fit. Uh, Wednesday, 3 to 6. And then Thursdays, I stream normally 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, central. And then Sunday, um, I stream uh, 11 to 2 p.m., which is my EU-friendly stream, mm -hmm. uh, Central. Uh, and then uh, sometimes I'll do events with other streamers and showcases, so things get moved around, or I'll throw in an extra stream. If I get a gig, uh, I'll take you with me. <laughs> so it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun, and um, we do my, my mental health stuff. We usually do Sundays. So Sunday is self-care Sunday, and... Uh, uh, I don't talk about topics per se, but we just check in and be like, how you doing? How you feeling? How's your week going? And we just like, we just uh, get real as we want to or not. And, um, and then we just, we just chat. So, uh, and, and then of course music. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, appreciate you guys. Yes, that's uh, self check-ins and what have you. They're just as important um, as, as the topical stuff. Like, uh, yeah. It, it's so big to our to our own uh, journeys mm -hmm. in this mental health world. All right. Again, thank you to Sarah for coming on and joining. Um, and if there's if you guys you know where to find us, uh, www.tmhhonline.com or the bio link bio.link slash tmhh. Yeah. Um, we are. I did not upload the thing, but we are running our 
special or our, uh, we're going to be doing the special live Q and A March second. So the questionnaire, if you have a question you want to submit to us, please feel free over at the bio link. Um, it is completely anonymous. Uh, there's no way, even if you told us it was you, we could verify it was you. Um, so uh, if you have a question for Gemma and I to answer live on our second live Q&A special, uh, we, we had a lot of fun doing that the first time. Um, as always, Ella, the bunny mom, is in the comments tonight. Check her website out. She's a great supporter of the show uh, since day one www.mybunnyvalentine.com and use my promo code FIREDUDE15 for 15% off. And we always love to throw a shout out to Jim in Chicagoland Catalyst, his candle scope tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, midweek vibes with Jim. Uh, come one, come all. I believe that is all. Gemma, did you have any parting words as well? Uh, no, I've just put the links in the chat. We will add Sarah's socials to the website in the bio link. Um, but no, just thank you for being here. And thank you, Sarah. Awesome. And, uh, thank you, Michael, for suggesting Sarah as well. Yes. You are definitely uh, <laughs> Michael. Michael's, uh, one of Michael's top choices. So thank you. Aw. We're yeah, going. Michael's uh, super supportive, so mm -hmm. thank you, yeah. yeah, he's another one that's been here since day one with us, so yeah. uh, a lot of thanks go out to everybody for the bits, the subs, and the love. Um, mm -hmm. And Ella has uh, suggested a, a raid for um, some program they're running right now I didn't know anything about, so we're going to do that. We're going to play. We're going to get in on that, and we're going to send you over to Yamas TV. Uh, thanks again, everybody. It's been great. Uh, we'll see you again back here next week at the same time, same place with mm -hmm. another great episode of the Mental Health Hour.